Welcome to the Old Time Radio Hour. I'm your host, Justine Ward, and each week we bring you a classic show from radio's golden age. Happy holidays. Tonight we have two Christmas dramas with a show from Suspense starring Greer Garson. A little girl is waiting for her parents to return on a flight from London. The writing and acting are superb. It's sure to keep you in suspense. Twas the night before Christmas, first broadcast... December 21st, 1953, on CBS. Autolite and its 98,000 dealers present... Suspense. Tonight, Autolite presents a special program for this holiday season. The unusual dramatization of... Was the Night Before Christmas, starring Miss Greer Garson, who appears by arrangement with MGM, producers of the new color picture, Knights of the Round Table, in Cinemascope, starring Robert Taylor, Ava Gardner, and Mel Ferrer. Good evening, this is Harlow Wilcox speaking for Autolite. Tonight, as a special Christmas presentation from the worldwide Autolite family, we bring you Miss Greer Garson in a story about a certain little girl on a certain Christmas Eve. And now, Autolite presents transcribed, "'Twas the Night Before Christmas," hoping once again to keep you in... Suspense! Come on, wake up. <laughs> wake up, Kathy. It's the day before Christmas. Oh, and there's so no, much Miss to be done. It's light out already. You said you were going to wake me really early today so we could go to the airport and meet them. Come on, up you get. Let's get you dressed. Buffy, they're going to be waiting for me and you didn't wake me. I know what, they're home already. Kathy. Mommy! Daddy, where are you? Daddy! Mommy! Buffy, they're not in their bedroom. Where are they? Kathy. I know. I'll bet they're in the kitchen already having their coffee. Mom! Miss Buff, they're not home. I know, honey. The clock in the kitchen said 8.30. Kathy, here, put this on, dear. You told me you wanted to wear this dress today. So that's why I ironed it for you. Miss Buff. Yes, dear? Why aren't they here? Oh, they'll be here. But when I talked to Mommy on the telephone yesterday, she said she would be here at 6 this morning. And I promised her I'd meet her at the airport, her and Daddy. I know, I know. And Daddy said he had a surprise he was bringing for me all the way from Paris. It's 8.30, Buffy. Let's go out to the airport now. Oh, but there's so many things to do. First, you've got to get your breakfast, and we have to finish decorating the tree. And, uh, oh, there's so many things I want you to help oh, me with. Oh, everything can wait, Buffy. Hurry, I promised to meet them. Uh, no, dear. Why not, Buff? Well, I think we'll we'll wait for them here. Kathy? Yes? You remember what you promised your mommy and dad? That you'd do everything I asked you while they were away? Yes. Then, uh, we'll wait for them here, hmm? All right, Buffy. Yes, Buffy. 
it's noon, Buffy. I know. Don't you think they might have called and told us they'd be late? Oh, I'll go and make our lunch. You must be very hungry. No, I'm not. Oh, you didn't eat your breakfast, Kathy. Miss Buff, I'm not hungry. Look. Oh, look, it's snowing, honey. We'll have a nice warm lunch, and then we'll go out for a long walk. Hmm? They should have called. I tell you what, Kathy. We'll take our walk first. We'll see the shops. We'll visit. We'll go and see Johnny and your aunt and uncle. Maybe if it snows hard enough, we can all build a snowman. Wouldn't you like that? Yes, that would be fun. <laughs> well, go get your coat and hat and galoshes, dear. All right. And when, when we come back, Mommy and Daddy will be home. Well, you go and get your things now. Oh, I'll get it. I'll get it, Buffy. Mommy. Oh, who's this, Daddy? You sound... All from a newspaper. I see. It's a man, Buff. He says he wants to talk to an older person. Here. Hello? Yes, this is the Harper residence. I'm the housekeeper. I... Uh, well, just a moment, please. Uh, Kathy. Who is it? Someone wants to talk to me, honey. Will you go get your things? No. Who are you talking to, Buffy? Never mind, dear. Go and get your things. No. No, I won't. Hello? Uh, I, I see. Yes. Yes, I saw the papers. Uh, yes, yes, that was the daughter. Yes, the only child. No, she doesn't. No. No, no, I wish you wouldn't. Please, don't hear. No. Who was it? Oh, it's just a man, honey. It was from the newspapers. Why? What did he want? Nothing. He asked about me, didn't he? Why? Honestly, honey, it was nothing. It was about Mommy and Daddy. Oh, it wasn't anything important. Well... Yes, dear? I don't know. Look at that snow coming down, Kathy. Hmm. Get your things, dear. Go on. Sing beautifully, Kathy. Very lovely. The street and all the decorations and the singers. It's very lovely, Miss Buff. Honey, here, give this to the man. Oh, thank you, thank you, Missy. Let's go home now. In a little while, don't you remember? We were going visiting, too. Mommy and Daddy are probably home right now, waiting for me, wondering where I am. And we'll build a snowman together, like I said. Come on, honey. I remember when I was a little girl, how excited I'd get. Oh, all the wonderful things to see, the sights and the smells and, and the sounds. Pretty shop windows and the snow. To be a little girl at Christmas time. To be young at Christmas time. And happy and... What's the matter, Buffy? Oh, Kathy. Buffy. Let me hold you. Oh, Kathy, darling. Buffy, you're crying. I'm just silly, I guess. Why, look, there's Santa Claus watching us. Let's say hello to him. You were crying. 
Hello, Santa. Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas, little girl. Merry Christmas. Well, you're a pretty little girl. What's your name? Kathy. Oh, that's a nice name for a nice little girl like you. Thank you. And I can tell you've been a good little girl. I saw the way your mommy was holding you. She's Miss Buff. My mommy's away. Daddy, too. We're taking a walk to make them come home. Oh, and where are they? I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Kathy, Kathy, come in, darling. And Miss Buff. How are you? Come in, come in. Mother, Mother, guess who's here? Why, Kathy and Miss Buff. Hello, Aunt Hello, Mrs. Cleveland. Take your things off. We've got a big fire in the living room. And wait till you see our Christmas tree, Kathy. I'm sure it's very beautiful. I'll bet Kathy came to see her cousin Johnny, didn't she? Yes, I did, Uncle Ted. I would like to see him very much. Do you know what that boy of mine did, Miss Buff? No. He found the train. Oh, he did? After I took so much trouble to hide them out in the garage, he found them. So, of course, I had to set them up for him. (laughs) Well, it's the day before Christmas. He's uh, in his room now, Kathy. Yes, I would like to play with the train. Of course you would. Johnny! I can't come out, Daddy. I'm busy. Kathy's here. Hey, come on up and play my trains, Kathy. You ought to see. I got them all hitched up now. Go on, Kathy. All right. I've been on the phone since seven this morning, Miss Buff, and there just isn't any word at all about the plane. Look, look, look. A man from the newspaper called the house. I told him to stay away. Did the child know? (laughs) I, I think she does. What did you tell her? Nothing. How do you tell a child, Mrs. Cleveland? Look at it go! What I can't understand is why no word at all. The plane took off from Paris on time, and there was radio contact over Ireland, from what I could find out. But since then, nothing. You'd better tell her, John. Tell me what? Well, there was a storm over the ocean. Pretty bad storm. They said... Miss Buff. Yes, darling? I've just figured out something. It's about Mommy and Daddy. Oh, Kathy. They're not coming home. They're not ever coming home. Autolite is bringing you Miss Greer Garson with Anne Whitfield as Kathy in Twas the Night Before Christmas. Tonight's production in radio's outstanding theater of thrills, Suspense. This is Harlow Wilcox again with a message from Mr. Royce G. Martin president and chairman of the Electric Autolite Company. It is presented in the name of the Autolite family, 
which includes some 30,000 Autolite men and women and their families, 18,000 people who have invested a portion of their savings in Autolite, as well as 98,000 dealers and the greatest names in the industry who use Autolite products as original equipment. This is the message from Mr. Martin. In our America, we are especially blessed this Christmas with a free country. We are surrounded with freedom-loving people who appreciate the word Christmas. We are grateful for what this day means to all of us and for what it meant to our great forefathers. We will never forget the one whose holy birthday we are about to celebrate. We thank him for the word freedom and the happiness that he has given us. We of the Autolite family wish you and yours a very Merry Christmas and a new year filled with health and happiness. And now, Autolite brings back to our Hollywood soundstage Miss Greer Garson in Elliot Lewis's production of Twas the Night Before Christmas. A tale well calculated to keep you in suspense. going to be good to get inside of the house, Kathy. Oh, look at you. You look almost like the snowman you and Johnny built. Here, let me brush you off a bit before we go inside. There's a man there. What'd you say, darling? Right there, standing by the door. A man. Hello. Good evening, miss. Hello, little girl. Is this your house? Yes, I live here. Who are you? What do you want? Oh, then you'd be the Harper's little girl, wouldn't you? Yes? I asked you, who are you? Now, don't worry about it, ma'am. I just want to take a picture of the little girl. You want your picture taken, little girl? Bobby. You're the reporter I talked to this morning, aren't you? And uh, we'll want one of you, too, ma'am. Here, get in the house, Kathy. Don't stand there, dear. Get in the house. I'll be in in a moment. It's Christmas Eve, Mr. Reporter. Did you know that? Oh, now, look, ma'am. I've it's got Christmas to... Eve. Where's your heart? Oh, look, you've got to understand. I talked to you on the phone. It was almost ten hours ago, before noon. It's nighttime already. There still isn't any word about the plane. I represent a newspaper, ma'am. We've got to assume... Well, you know, I don't want to say it any more than you do. Oh, just go away. Oh, now, really, I've got to... Were you... Were you ever lonely on Christmas Eve? Alone in a house that's empty? While outside, other people were singing... When there was warmth and love and joy, but outside, I'm just trying to. Christmas do my... Eve, the snow is falling. Christmas Eve, and the child is is grieving. Yeah, I'm sorry. Good night. Kathy. I'm in the living room, Buffy. I, I just had a wonderful thought. Yes? Let's have a secret. What, Buffy? Let's not wait till tomorrow. What do you mean? We go to our tree and open some of our presents now. Maybe just one. Hmm? We'll choose the one with the most beautiful wrapping. You can open it and you can play with it now while I go and fix something for you to eat. I'm not hungry, Buff. Honestly, I'm oh, not. Oh, just some milk and cookies, honey. You haven't eaten All some. All right. 
Well, well, let's choose. Go ahead, pick one. All right. That one. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's from Mr. and Mrs. Anderson next door. Open it. You open it, Buffy. Very well. Oh, look. Very nice. A carousel. Well, I wind it for you. And we'll put it down here. Now. You watch it. When it runs down, you can wind it up again. I'm going into the kitchen. on the table. Kathy? Are you in your room, Kathy? Kathy? Kathy, honey? Kathy! Miss Bob. Mr. Anderson, is Kathy here? Well, I know. Who is... Uh... Uh, would you mind asking Mrs. Anderson if Kathy's here? Maybe she came in through the back way. Well, Mrs. Anderson and I have been sitting in the living room for the last hour. Well, what's the matter, Miss Bob? Kathy ran out of the house. Oh, poor child. I can imagine how she must well, feel. I thought she might have come over here next door. She just ran out of the house. I don't know where she is. Oh, a child like that and what's <laughs> happened to her today. Now, wait. I'll get my coat, Miss Buff. I'll come with you. Paul, have you seen Kathy? Sure. Well, where is she? I don't know. Where is she, Paul? Where did she go? How am I supposed to know where she went? But you saw her, didn't you? Sure. She was running down the block. I yelled at her to come on over, but she kept running. Uh, which way, Paul? Down there, I guess. Where the stores are. Uh, thank you. Sure. Merry Christmas, Mr. Anderson. Merry Christmas, Miss Buff. Hey, what? Hasn't been in my store, Miss Buff, and I, I'm the only one on the block who's open. Last-minute Christmas rush, you know. Thank you, Mr. Ruxton. Say, now, that kid and what happened to that plane today, I'd sure let the police know she was missing. I think he's right, Miss Buff. Call them, please. Call them. Oh, uh, use this phone, Mr. Anderson. Oh, thank you. Uh, hello, operator. Uh, give me the police. Oh, hello, police. I want to report a little girl who's missing. Uh-huh. Kathy Harper. Well, she's got blonde hair and blue eyes. And... Oh, wait a second. I'll find out. No, you just go in the house, Miss Buff. 
I'm sure they'll find her. It's ten o'clock. They've been looking for three hours. Oh, they have ways. They'll find her. We waited in that station house. All the policemen who phoned in. None of them. Well, you just go in the house. Now, I'll send Mrs. Anderson over. No, no, really. I'd, I'd rather you wouldn't. Well. Good night, Mr. Anderson. And thank you. Patrolman Reed, ma'am. Have you found Kathy? Yes, ma'am. Where is she? You better come with me, ma'am. Christmas, when all through the house, not a creature was stirring. Not even the most. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled down for a long winter's nap. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed 
to see what was the matter. Way to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw open the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave a luster of midday to objects below. When what to my wondering eyes should appear but a miniature sleigh, an eight tiny reindeer with a little old driver. So lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles, his courses they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donder and Blitzen, to the tops of the porch, to the top of the wall. Now dash away, dash away, dash away all. Kathy, baby. Oh. Hey, hey, it's Christmas. We don't cry on Christmas. I thought... Oh, baby. Baby. Hey, how about a big hug for me? Oh, Daddy. Ah, that's my girl. Where's Miss Buff? I was in bed. She was reading to me. In bed's the place for you. Come on, I'll carry you. Buff! It's Mommy! I know, darling, I know. Hello, Buffy. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Buff. We had to make an emergency landing in Newfoundland. Small field communications were shot that storm. Yes, yes. Let's not talk about it anymore now. Buffy was reading me a wonderful thing about the night before Christmas. Here. I'll put you in bed, Kathy. There. There you are. Read it to us, Buffy. Hmm? To all of us. Oh, well, I uh, lost my place. I... Read it, Buffy. As dry leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up to the housetop, the courses they flew with a sleigh full of toys. And St. Nicholas, too. And then in a twinkle, I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little I drew in my head and was turning around. Down the chimney, St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back and looked like a peddler just opening his pack. His eyes, how they twinkled. His dimples, how merry. His cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard on his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke, it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and filled all the stockings and turned with a jerk and laying his finger aside of his nose and giving a nod up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle 
And away they all flew like the down on a thistle. But I heard him exclaim as he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Ladies and gentlemen, you have just heard Miss Greer Garson in a dramatization of Twas the Night Before Christmas. Tonight's production in Autolite's Suspense. Miss Garson will return in just a moment. Next week on Suspense, our star will be Mr. James Mason, who as Lord Essex plots to capture Elizabeth's throne. It's called The Queen's Ring. Suspense is transcribed and directed by Elliot Lewis, with music composed by Lucian Morrowick and conducted by Lud Gluskin. Chorus was under the direction of Roger Wagner. Twas the Night Before Christmas was written for Suspense by Morton Fine and David Friedkin. In tonight's story, Anne Whitfield was heard as Kathy. Featured in the cast were Harry Bartell, Irene Tedrow, Mary Lansing, Charles Calvert, Howard McNear, Herb Butterfield, Johnny McGovern, Sidney Miller, Joseph Kearns, and John Ramsey Hill. And here once again is our lovely star, Miss Garson. Harlow, thank you very much. And thank you, Anne Whitfield. While I have these few moments, may I join the Autolite family in sending holiday greetings to our friends everywhere. Merry Christmas, Harlow. Merry Christmas, Greer. Merry Christmas to all. And to all, a good night. This is the CBS Radio Network. You're listening to the Old Time Radio Hour, broadcast each week over the World Wide Web with your host, Justine Ward. Next, we have a reworking of a Christmas carol for the mid-20th century. The famous character actor Charlie Ruggles brings this curmudgeon to life in Hollywood Theater of Stars, Santa Claus Jones, first broadcast December 22, 1945, on Mutual with commercials added locally. Greetings from Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen. This is C.P. McGregor speaking. Once again, we've rolled around to Christmas time here in the Hollywood Radio Theater. And tonight, it is our pleasure to present one of the screen's best-known stars, Charlie Ruggles, in a Christmas fantasy by Lou Reed titled, Santa Claus Jones. Christmas being the special occasion that it is, we've spent the larger part of the week trying to find a special way of saying Merry Christmas to you. First, we called on Charlie Ruggles. Charlie, 
having just recently starred in Saul Lesser's productions for United Artists, Three's a Family, and in between takes of Andrew Stone's comedy, Bedtime Manners, managed to find time to return our call. Next, we wrote a script especially for Charlie, rehearsed it, scored it, and here's how it sounded. The first act of Santa Claus Jones, starring Charlie Ruggles. All his life, Mr. B.L. Wilkins has been able to buy everything he wanted, that is, up until now. For you see, Mr. Wilkins is not a well man. And even his fortune won't buy back his youth and health and happiness, though he'd never really been happy. And perhaps it's poetic justice that such a mean old codger is scheduled to say his farewell to this world on a beautiful Christmas Eve. you again. Go away. I hate doctors. Mr. Wilkins, how do you feel? I feel like a cigar. Get me one. No, I'm sorry. No cigars. You're a very sick man, Mr. Wilkins. Yeah, I'm sick, huh? I'm going to die. I heard you and the nurse talking. Well, that's all right with me. But I want a cigar before I die. Doctors, nurses, idiots. That's what you are. You're idiots. Go on, get out. Get out, all of you. Get out. Uh, what's that? What, sir? That noise out in the street. Oh, you mean the singers? They're singing carols, Mr. Wilkins. This is Christmas Eve. I know what night it is, but you tell them to stop. I don't like singing. I... Uh, oh. Mr. Wilkins. I don't like singing. Mr. Wilkins. Mr. Wilkins. Nurse. Yes, Doctor. He's gone. Oh. Tell the press they're waiting downstairs. Tell them he died alone. No friends or living relatives. Just you and me. Doctor and nurse in attendance. Yes, sir. I'll go down with you. All right, Doctor. Mr. Wilkins, Mr. Wilkins, yeah, yeah, what? Wake up, Mr. Wilkins. Yeah, yeah, Wake who, up. Who are you? <laughs> you don't know me? Oh, that's a good one. Why, I'm a friend of yours. Mr. Wilkins, here, here, have a cigar. A cigar? Well, see, that's my brand, too. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Light? Mm, see, that's all right. Very fine, very fine. You know, you look familiar. Haven't I seen you someplace before? <laughs> it's possible. Quite possible. Uh, just who are you? Why, I'm the fellow that everyone's told you to go now, to. Now, wait a minute. Nobody's ever told me to go anyplace except to the... See? Well, you couldn't be... <laughs> but of course, I thought you knew. Yeah, but what are you doing here? I came to call for you. First-class service to all our clients. Are you ready to go, Mr. Wilkins? Wait! Curses. Oh, 
it's you. Yes, it's I. And by the look of things, it seems that I'm just in time. Uh, who is she? Uh, don't pay any attention to her. She works for another department. Always trying to mess in my business, though. Come on, Mr. Wilkins. No, wait, I say. What's the idea? You can't take this man yet. Oh, I can't. Well, <laughs> here. Here's my requisition slip for him. Read it for yourself. I know, but you're still overlooking one thing. You're not allowed to take anyone on Christmas Eve. You should know the rules by now. Oh, what difference does it make, Christmas Eve or not? It makes a lot of difference. You wouldn't understand that. Do you mean to tell me I can't take this man until Christmas Eve is over? I mean just that. Oh, all right, all right, but it sounds silly to me. Then, Mr. Wilkins? Yes? You have until midnight. And, Mr. Wilkins, a word of advice. Hmm? Yeah, what? Why don't you take a little stroll while you're waiting? Look the world over. Uh, what do I want to look at the world for? I've seen it. Really seen it? No, I don't think so. Yeah, now look here, young lady, don't tell me. I've lived for 63 years. I've seen everything there is to see. You think so? Have you ever seen children hanging their stockings by the fireplace on Christmas Eve? Hmm? Did you ever see faith and happiness? Did you ever see love, Mr. Wilkins? Love. <laughs> Poppycock. <laughs> That's it, Wilkins, old pal. You tell her. Love. <laughs> Go ahead and laugh, Mr. Wilkins. If you weren't so interested in being Mr. Big Important B.L. Wilkins, if you tried being just plain Mr. Jones for a while, you might be able to enjoy the few hours you have left. Think it over. Goodbye. <laughs> I'm glad she's gone. She's a meddler. Now, don't pay any attention to her. Yeah, Mr. Jones. <laughs> yeah, who wants to be Mr. Jones? <laughs> Nobody, of course. Yeah, uh, well, I think I'll get a breath of fresh air. It's a little stuffy in here. I'll, uh, I'll see you when it's time, I suppose. I'll be there. Oh, yes. And here. Here's some more cigars for you. Enjoy yourself. Have a good time while you can. <laughs> After all, you know nobody lives forever. Yes, yes, I know. Ah, the air feels good. I think I'll walk around here. You know, what's this? What's this? Who's whimpering? Who's it? Oh, it's you, huh? What's wrong with you, boy? I was looking for someone. And I can't find it. Well, that's no reason to sit out here in the cold and cry about it. Where's your coat, anyway? Haven't you got sense enough to wear one? I don't have any. Yeah, where do you live? Downtown. Uh-huh. How'd you get up here? Walked. What, without a coat? You must be a little idiot. How old are you? Eight. Oh. What's your name? David. And who were you looking for? Santa Claus. Santa Claus. <laughs> well, of all, you are a little idiot. But I just have to find him. You see, it isn't for me specially. It's for Dodie. She's the one who needs it. Dodie? Dodie? What are you talking about? Well, she's one of the kids at the home. I live there, too. Home? Yeah, what home? The city home. Oh, you're a foundling, huh? Oh, no, sir. We're orphans. Oh, I see. Well, go on. Well, last year before Dodie came to the home... She got run over by an automobile, uh-huh. and she don't walk so good. Has to wear something on her leg. But us kids wrote a letter to Santa Claus about it. You wrote a letter to Santa Claus? What for? We asked him to bring us a Christmas tree and maybe hang something on it that would help Dodie to walk like other kids. He didn't even bring the tree, though. 
Maybe you forgot. All right, all right. Now stop sniveling. A Christmas tree isn't anything. Yes, it is. It's a lot. Yeah. I bet you Santa Claus would know where to come if we had our own Christmas tree. He could see the lights and things. Boy, you're being foolish. Frankly, I don't know why I'm bothering with you. Here. Here's ten cents. Now you take the bus across the street and be on your way. If you don't, I'll call the police and have them put you in jail. But I, I gotta right, find... You heard me. Now go along now. Quick, quick, quick. Hurry up. Go on. The young fool. Santa Claus would know where to come if he had a Christmas tree. <laughs> That's what comes from telling children fairy stories. A Christmas tree. <laughs> Yes, sir. May I help you? Uh, <clears throat> this, uh, this the city home? Yes, sir. I, um, uh, you have a young lad here by the name of David. Oh, why, why, yes, we do. Matter of fact, the boy wandered away this evening. He just came back a few minutes ago. Yes, uh, yes, that's the boy, all right. Well, uh, will you see that he gets this, please? Uh... Why, why, it's a... Yes, it's a Christmas tree. What of it? Is there anything wrong with that? Why, no, certainly not. It's very kind of you to think of the children. They'll appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, here's a box here, too. It's the trimmings and the lights and all that sort of thing. Oh, my, that's nice. Yes, yes. Well, I'll be going now. Oh, oh just, just a moment, please. You didn't tell me your name, sir. Who should I say sent the tree? Well, tell the boy... Uh, tell the boy it was Santa Claus. Santa Claus? Yes, you heard me. Goodbye. Mister? Mister? Huh? Yeah. Oh, it's you, lad. What you come here for? Where are you going? Well, I... I uh... Oh, look! It's a Christmas tree! Yes, David, isn't it lovely? Oh, it sure is. Oh, where, where'd it come from? Uh, why, uh, uh, it, uh... Well, where'd it come from, Miss Wright? Well, it, uh, Santa Claus brought it, I suppose. Gosh, then he did remember. He did. Oh, and what about the present for Dodie? Did he bring that, too? Well, David, I... Well, lad, he's, uh, he's been pretty busy this year. I, I talked to him, and uh, that's all we had time to bring. Uh, maybe next year. Next year? Uh, yes, yes, that's not so very long. A year goes by before you know it. It's hardly any time at all, boy, hardly any time at all. <clears throat> well, good night. Oh, you aren't going to leave, are you? Yes, yes, I don't have much time. I... Oh, but I want you to stay and help us trim the tree. Oh, now, that's out of the question. I don't know anything about trimming Christmas trees. I don't... Oh, we can show you. Uh... It'll only take a little while. Yes. yes. Why don't you stay, sir? We'd love to have no, you. No, I don't really. Please, I... mister. Stay for just a little bit I... anyway. Well, all right. But just for a minute or two, then I'll have to go positively. Gee, that's swell. Well, come on, I'll... Well, see, what's your name? Uh, my name? Uh, why, it's Mr. B.L. Wilk. <clears throat> no, lad. My, my name's Jones. Just plain Mr. Jones. Well, come on, Mr. Jones. I'll show you around. <laughs> And so the curtain falls in the first act of Santa Claus Jones, starring Charlie Ruggles. And now, act two of Santa Claus Jones, starring Charlie Ruggles.
At the city home, Mr. B.L. Wilkins, alias Mr. Jones, has just added the finishing touches to his very first attempt at decorating a Christmas tree. Now, together with young Master David and the others looking on, he steps back to survey his handiwork. In spite of himself, Mr. Jones wears a smile, for he is more than a little pleased with his artistic ability. Well, children, what do you think of it? Super, super. It sure was nice of you to help us fix it, Mr. Jones. Yes, yes. I'm sorry, I couldn't help much. Well, now, that's all right, Dodie. You did your share. David said that maybe next year Santa Claus will bring me a present to make my leg all right again. Who I'll really be able to help then, won't I, Mr. Jones? Yes, Dodie, you certainly will. Do you? Really think so, Mr. Jones? Well, now, I told you once, didn't I? Now, don't bother me. I'm, I, I, can't you see I'm busy with this tree? <clears throat> now, let's see. It's all finished, Mr. Jones. There's nothing else to do. No. No, it isn't finished. There's something missing. I've never had much experience with Christmas trees, but I, I feel it. There is something missing. What, Mr. Jones? Well, I don't quite know. Or do I? Yes, sir, that's it. By heaven, that's it. Come on, David, you and I have got things to do. Gee, what a big store. Is this where we're going, Mr. Jones? Yes. Boy, sure is a tall building, too. B-L-W-I-L Wilkins and Co. Uh, what does B.L. Wilkins and Cole mean, Mr. Jones? Uh, it means uh, Wilkins and Company. Come on, we'll go inside. Hey, there's nobody here, Mr. Jones. The store is all closed. Yeah, well, that's all right. We'll go in anyway. Gee, you got a key. How come you got a key? Well, I, uh, I work here. Gosh, it sure must be fun to work in a big store like this, huh? Fun? No, I'm afraid not, boy. No, there's never been any fun here. (laughs) Come along, David. We'll go upstairs. Well, I think this is the floor. Let's switch on the lights. Gosh! Gee, look at toys. It's all new toys. Mm -hmm. Well, now, these are what we forgot to put under the tree. Now, you pick out the toys you want and some you think your friends would like, and we'll take them with us. You mean we can have anything we want? Why, certainly it's Christmas, isn't it? Now, go along with you. Oh, gee, Mr. Jones. Yeah, you heard me now. Scat, scat, before I change my mind. Yes, sir. Wilkins. Oh, it's you again. What's gotten into you? Don't you know these toys cost money? Well, so it's my money. I can spend it the way I wish, can't I? Matter of fact, this is the first time it's ever been any good to me. If you want to know something, I'm really enjoying myself tonight. Now, what do you think of that? Enjoying yourself. Making a fool of yourself, that's what you mean? I don't think so. You don't think so? Well, you just go ahead. Keep this up and see what it gets you. Remember... You've been on my side all your life. You can't shake me. And I'll be waiting for you at midnight. 
<laughs> Let's see. That leaves you exactly two hours and ten minutes, Wilkins. Two hours and ten minutes. So long. I'll be seeing you. <laughs> Mr. Jones, where are you? Yeah, what is it, David? Uh, can I take this train and the popcorn? Well, yes, and... of course. Take anything you want, lad. But we'd better hurry and get it all together. It's getting late, and we have another stop to make on our way home. Another stop? Mm -hmm. Oh, what for, Mr. Jones? Uh, to see a man. What man? A man that might turn out to be Santa Claus. <laughs> Dodie, this is Dr. Taylor. He wants to ask you a few questions, dear. All right. What does he want to know? Well, first we'll sit you right down here. Now, Dodie, we're going to try to fix it so you don't have to wear this brace anymore. But you've got to help us. Sure. We're going to take the brace off, and it may hurt a little, but you never cry, do you? No, I don't think so. That's a good girl. Now, hold still. Easy now. There. That wasn't so bad, was it? No. Dodie, here's where it might hurt again. I want you to try to bend your leg. Go ahead. Well, try anyway. I... 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 I can't. Yes. Well, that's all there is to it. We'll just slip this brace back on. I'm, I'm never going to get well, am I? Why, of course you are, Dodie, of course. You just sit here now. Uh, Miss Wright, may we go in here? Of course, Doctor. Uh, Mr. Jones. Yes, Doctor. Well, what's, uh, what's wrong with the child? Obviously, osteoma myelitis. It's a bone disease. Uh, well, can it be cured? In this case, I'd say so. It'll require an operation, however, to remove the infected section of bone. Uh, can you perform the operation? Yes. And when will she be able to walk correctly again? With the proper care, eight months, a year. Uh, by uh, next Christmas, then? Undoubtedly. Well, then, here, here's a check. Uh, Miss Wright, I want you to witness this signature. I'm signing the check B.L. Wilkins. It'll clear the bank, though. <clears throat> Take this and see that Dodie gets everything she needs. Oh, Mr. Jones, I, I don't know what to say. Well, now, don't say anything except Merry Christmas to Dodie. From? Well, Santa Claus, of course. Jones. Yes, David. We all heard about what Santa Claus said to Dodie. It sure is swell, isn't it? Yes, it is. But you know something, Mr. Jones? You what, David? I didn't tell anybody, but I kind of got a feeling that you had something to do with oh, it. Oh, nonsense. Now, that's silly. I've done nothing. I... I, I well, yes, just... you have. No, I... You fixed it so we could have a real Christmas. Well... You're an awful nice man, Mr. Jones. You're just about the nicest man in the whole world, I guess. You'll go to heaven when you die, Mr. Jones. Mm, I wouldn't be too sure about that, Land. Well, of course you will. You just wait and see. 
Oh, but come on now, Mr. Jones. It's almost 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock? Yeah. We'll have to be in bed real soon. Almost 12. Why, it's five minutes until... We better hurry. Yes, yes. Well, you go along, David. I'll join you in a minute. All right. But hurry up, Mr. Jones. Yes, yes. Right away, right away. (laughs) Who are you kidding, Wilkins? You're not going any place. Except with me. Right on time, aren't you? Better than that. A few minutes early. Well, are you ready to go? Yes, I suppose so. Well, come on. Oh, and here. Have a cigar. It's going to be a long trip. No, I don't want a cigar. I just want a... Mr. Jones! Mr. Jones! It's that little urchin again. Get rid of him quickly. Yes, David? Mr. Jones, we've been thanking... We don't know how to thank you for everything... And we don't have any presents to give you, but but we want to thank you. And, well, we sing in the choir at church, and so we thought we'd sing you a Christmas carol. Would you like that, Mr. Jones? Like it. Yes, David, for the first time in my life, I believe I would. Well, come on then, everybody. Play for us, Miss Wright. You can't say for this, Wilkins. It's time for us to leave. Now, wait come a minute. Now. I don't... Come along, I... come along. Oh, all right. you come from? Oh, nowhere in particular. Yeah, but where's, uh, where's the fellow I'm supposed to go with? He's gone. Gone? Yeah, but I thought... He uh, couldn't stay because... Yes? Because of that. Listen. Oh, I see. Yes, I believe I do. Fine. Well, I suppose we'd better be getting along. Had we? Mm-hmm. You're thinking of something? Uh, well, I do wish I could have said goodbye to the boy. Oh, that. Well, I wouldn't worry. You see, you'll be coming back every Christmas. I will? Of course. I thought you knew. Well, shall we go? Yes. Yes, we'll go. Oh, and here. Would you care for a cigar? Well, but I thought I wasn't supposed to have those. I... Well. Merry Christmas, Mr. Jones. Thank you. Thank you. So with a Merry Christmas from all of us to all of you, we bring to a close our Christmas story, starring Charlie Ruggles.
And now our producer returns with the star of our show. Well, Charlie, it seems that everything finally turned out all right with our Mr. Jones. Yeah, didn't it? Although I'll admit for a time, I didn't think he'd be able to shake that gentleman who came to call for him. <laughs> well, in the first place, C.P., that gentleman was no gentleman. And in the second place, you're really playing with fire when you start fooling around with a fellow who comes from... Uh... Uh, I know what you mean, Charlie. Yeah, oh, you do. Oh, I'm, I'm, you do. Uh, but enough of that unworthy soul. What do you say we get onto a more pleasant subject? Well, such as? Well, you know, we could talk about a fellow named Charlie Ruggles. Yeah, Ruggles? Ruggles? <laughs> you know, that name has a familiar ring to it. I... Uh, he's a comedian in pictures, remember? Oh, you mean that funny-looking, absent-minded little guy with a mustache? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, I can't stand him. Yeah, I like <laughs> Bob Hope myself. Now, there's a fellow that's really got... Uh, Ruggles? Yeah, what am I saying? Well, that's me. Really? Yeah. Oh, that was silly of me, wasn't it, huh? <laughs> Charlie, we were talking about Bob Hope. Hope? Oh, yes. Oh, Hope, yeah. Yes. Well, I suppose he's all right if you like that style of comedy. As for me, I I prefer someone more like... Uh, uh, well, yeah. well, we were just talking about... Uh, uh, yes? Yeah. Uh, oh, no, you don't. No, you don't, see, Pete. You'll never trick me into it. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, Charlie, it's really been swell having you here with us tonight. You gave a performance we won't soon forget. Well, thanks kindly, C.P. I enjoyed every minute of it. And I'll be looking forward to doing another show for you and your very fine sponsor. Thank you, Charlie. And now a word of approval for the other members of the cast. Tommy Cook, Loreen Tuttle, Leon Ledoux, Jane Avella, and Norman Fields. Until next week, then, thanks for listening. And Merry Christmas from Hollywood. old-time radio hour broadcast each week over the World Wide Web. You can subscribe at no charge through Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or RSS. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you can join us again next week for another hour of holiday entertainment from the golden age of radio. Until then, this is your host, Justine Ward, saying so long for a while. (laughs) 